No, it's, you color code them. Okay. Come on. <laughs> in the red one, we're putting acid vials. <laughs> in the green one, we put health potions. Shouldn't we? Just to remember, that? guys, opposite. 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 <laughs> I'll remember. Iceland, Greenland. What? <laughs> Welcome to Monsters and Multiclass, your weekly Dungeons and Dragons fix. I'm Kevin Odie. I'm Jared Bornigal. And I'm Will Milden. And today we're actually coming at you with a special bonus episode focused all on that brand new class, the Artificer. So pull up a chair and listen up. All right, so today we are going to go through the very recently released Unearthed Arcana Artificer. Uh, So Unearthed Arcana, if you're somehow not familiar, uh, is something that the Wizards of the Coast will release basically playtesting new ideas that they've been working on. Uh, so the Artificer has been long sought after. Uh, they released something back in, I believe, 2017 uh, that we actually did some playtesting on. Uh, but now we've got a, a brand new class. It's it's very different, and we're just going to jump right into it. Uh, so right out the gate, how we normally start, just some some first thoughts. Uh, any Anything right out the gate, Kevin? I love the flavor of it. I think they did a really good job of mixing the, the kind of flavor, the fluff of what makes the artificer the artificer with the mechanics. So what, that works. what to you makes the artificer the artificer? Well, it's it almost feels a little more sci-fi than... I mean, it's clearly magic-based. to get spells and, and all that, but it's around building mechanical things to replicate these spell effects, um, being able to make and use magic items better. Uh, I, I think it all just kind of combines really well to really cool, flavorful class. Yeah. Will? So, yeah, like what Kevin was saying, this uh, I think the best thing they did with this new update is they really focus on how and why the Artificer is, as opposed to the previous playtest material, where it quite literally, a lot of the mechanics were you pull something out of a bag. Yeah. That was kind of a cop-out. This one... There's a lot more work to say, this is how the Artificer casts. This is how they operate with magic. And I think that they did a great job with that. Yeah, and I think one of the, the first things they did to ensure that was uh, making it so it was necessary to be proficient in a specific tool set mm-hmm. uh, and really making that the focus of how they do most of their work. And it's even put there that uh, when you're casting spells, it's not the same as a, a wizard who is studying a book and, and copying tomes. You're using your your tools, whatever it might be, to uh to tinker uh but that tinkering mm-hmm. is is a different understanding of mechan of machines and everything and to really play that part up uh is is nice yeah where the spells it's it, you're not it's the exact same effects of casting the spells but it's flavored where it's not really casting the spell where if you cast cure wounds it's more like that morning you prepare to sell what you could apply to somebody mm-hmm. um if you cast Acid Splash, well, that's a cantrip. You don't have to change that. But sure, Acid Splash, you... Okay, that's another vial. That was a bad choice. Uh, Firebolt, you have a little like a little device that shoots out a bolt of fire. Yeah, yeah. It leaves you just really wide open to uh, put some flavor into your spell casting beyond waving your hands around and something comes right. out. Yeah, if you like to have grease prepared a lot, I'd like to picture that you have like a backpack with this hose off of it. And when you cast it, you pull the lever and you just spread grease everywhere. Yeah. Uh, jump you give somebody these really springy boots that like magically adhere to their feet and boom shoes basically yeah <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah yeah our arcane eye like a little floating device that has a little camera in the lens that's invisible 
has like a cloaking device over it, and then you have a little controller that could see through the eyes. You move it through the dungeon or whatever. Mm-hmm. So a drone. crap like that. Yeah, pretty a much. Quadricopter. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> basically an invisible quadrocopter. <laughs> that'd be a that'd be a little bit of a funny way to do that. Everybody thinks it's magic, but it's just like modern world tech. I, that's kind of the flavor in a sense. Yeah, I mean, basically. <laughs> I say one of the the best part about all this is that it really feels like a new class. Uh, the mm-hmm. the last one, uh, as as you kind of said, will it's like you pull something out of a bag, and it's like this could have been a wizard subclass. You know, it's like oh yeah, you cast spells, but you also pull stuff out of bags. And those. Do are you remember characters. the uh, the other one that wasn't the bag guy? Uh, the the what's the mechanics of this one? You have a gun. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't great, and they did a good job of of making the subclasses uh, distinct outside of. One likes potions, the other one likes guns. They completely took out the gun subclass, which I don't even remember the name of, uh, and replaced it with just an optional rule that basically says, hey, if you've got guns in your world, then replace this hand crossbow with a pistol and this heavy crossbow with a blunderbuss, like mm-hmm. whatever it is. Uh, that's not difficult to to change up. Um, so, I mean, just overall, I'm pretty happy uh, with the class, I'd say. Uh, maybe we'll find some more issues as we talk more into it um so starting so, off i guess thoughts on the uh the basic overview of it like it's a half caster good or bad yeah so it's a tweaked half caster you get their spell slots earlier so it's true true it's slightly better than the other half casters which is a little odd i'm not sure i guess my my guess is probably the only reason they did that is so they had spell casting right away level one instead of having to wait to level two yeah, and I'm fine with that. I think it makes a little bit yeah. more sense. Yeah, and I don't think it's going to confuse anybody that they get an extra spell slot. <laughs> right, no. It's like, oh no, it's broken. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that powerful. Right. Um, One thing, just reading through it, I didn't get a clear direction on what role they play. Like, if you read through a paladin, it's like, right, clearly they deal out crazy damage and have some healing. If you read through a bard, they're all about supports and utility. Wizards are customizable. Rogues are about single target damage and stuff like that. The Artificer, I, I didn't really get a quite quite a good read. I was like, all right, how am I, in, quote unquote, intended to play this? I think that's probably a good thing, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I felt like there was any way that you went with it you could do something pretty good. Like, if you want to be more of a support role and helping other people out, uh, you've got your um, infused magic uh, where you can just make magic items. You mm-hmm. give them to your party, and you're you're thinking more about what is going to be beneficial to my party. Uh, you know, there's uh, different subclasses. One of them allows you to build a little uh, turret that gives temporary HP. Uh, so if you're always right. giving temp HP, you're... you're a support class almost. I mean, yeah. it, it depends on how you want to play it. And I think it gave a lot of good options. Yeah. So um, actually I think, I don't think it's so much how you want to play. It. I think the only option is utility and support. Yeah. It, it does not shine in damage at all. I'm not seeing anything here. You're right. Even that the deals spells, heavy damage. even there's, the spells themselves. I don't uh, think there's any outside of cantrips. I don't think there's any damage spells Um. in. So in the um, actual spell list that they have, it's very limited on the damage spells. But once you get into their subclasses, the spells that they automatically get are actually pretty damage-based. Uh, especially yeah. the... Um, so there's the, the two subclasses, the Alchemist and the uh, Artillerist. Uh, the Artillerist right. gets Fireball even at... It's at ninth level. It's, it's still a half-caster, but it gets, right. you know, Thunder Wave, Scorching Ray... Uh, shatter. Those okay. are sure. More, all right, the artillerist. All right, that yeah, gets yeah. The artillerist. It, it definitely focuses a little bit more on damage, yeah. um, which is is good. I say I, I think it it splits them up really well, and it also 
does the number one thing that everyone complained about, which is making your uh, companion feel worthwhile. Uh, so we, as I said, played tested an artificer. It was in the much higher levels. Uh, one of our, our players did. And the number one thing we found was they had this companion that didn't scale in health, uh, was just a, a rhino. Uh, even at 17th level, it got to the point where we're like, just don't bring that along. Right. Like, that takes you eight hours to remake. And I don't think there was any cost to it. It might have been some gold cost. Mm -hmm. uh, but it just became entirely worthless. Uh, you couldn't do anything with it. This actually, one, it levels up. Uh, or Health-wise, it, it scales with you. Which are you talking about? Uh, both. The, the alchemic homunculus yeah. uh, is five times your level plus your... Uh, intelligence modifier for health whereas the artillerist turrets or whatever they're the called, arcane turrets yeah. yeah arcane turrets those are also five times your artificer level you just don't get the added intelligence modifier to it so it, yeah. it makes it so they actually have health um as for the damage that they do or the effects that they give they don't particularly scale up um, no that that's my biggest problem with them um which and look it's just a play test so it could obviously be tweaked there's it's terrible scaling really so you it doesn't change until level 14, and at that point, you could then bring two of them. And that's for the artillerists. Yeah, yeah, the arcane turrets specifically. So these are stuff you could essentially put out the, this turret. It, um, it's on, like, crab legs. You can move around and stuff. You can activate it as a bonus action. And there's different things. There's a flamethrower where it'll do a 15-foot cone, anything it needs to make a dex save, taking 1d8 damage on a failed save. So when you get this at, what level do you get this at? Third. Three. That's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. At level 10, not so great. It still doesn't do bad damage because you can use its special ability uh, as a bonus action. Right. So that's basically for free. Right. Uh, you know, with the flamethrower, it uh, increases your with your spell save DC. So mm -hmm. there's at least that. Um, it scales to a, a small extent. Uh, it's really not much damage. You're right. It's an additional right. 1d8. Um, but the force ballista, that's 2d8 force damage. Um, yeah. and it, it just, it gives you some battlefield control, I mm -hmm. guess, uh, where it forces the enemy to move around or pay attention to that instead of you or, or one of your companions. So it still fits that support role without becoming extremely overpowering. Uh, even at 14th level, it's good and it gets some, some really nice stuff. I like the fortified position. Uh, starting at fourth level, you're a master at conjuring well-defended emplacements. You and your allies have half cover while within 10 feet of the turret, and you get a second turret. So for a very large portion uh, of the battlefield, you can really uh, just impose some some additional blockage on uh, ranged attacks. And that counts for ranged spell attacks. That counts for uh, you know any bow and arrow, whatever type of ranged attack, anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's plus two AC to basically everyone on ranged attacks, plus whatever you get from it, which, you know, once you have two of them, you can make one a Force Ballista, the other one the uh, the Defender, which gives you uh, temp HP, and everybody in the, at your... 10 feet. Each creature of your choice within 10 feet, it gives it temporary HP equal to 1d8 plus your intelligence modifier every round. So those don't stack, obviously. Temp HP go away once you get new temp HP, but that's still just nice. Right. I mean, I don't see any downside to that. Sure, it yeah. doesn't scale. Like, once you get to really high levels, sure, you're not going to be uh, completely glancing off blows. Uh, it, it does. It gets worse over time. Right. But I think it's good that it gets worse over time because your other abilities start to get a little bit better, and those mm -hmm. still stay relevant. 
That's true. Um, when I said you get, to, I'm actually not. I could have swore I remember reading about you could cast two of them at level fourteen, but I'm not actually seeing that anywhere. Yeah, fortified position, the second paragraph. You can also now summon, summon a second, second turret for okay. free. Yeah, and actually, also another point is with the turrets. Um, even right right away when you get it, so you can summon one for free. Um, it must finish a long rest before doing so again. But you could all. Oh, yeah. Actually, that makes it even worse. <laughs> you could then also summon the turret by expending a cell. <clears throat> excuse me, spell slot of first level or higher. Um. So you get one free one, and then any one of the other, any other one, you have to use a spell slot for, which right. is kind of rough. It's first level. Ten minutes yeah. for a bonus action like this is not bad. But then compared to the opportunity cost of the spells you will not be casting. Let's go with right. first level. What spell won't you be casting? Cure wounds. Cure wounds? <laughs> I don't Freeze, know. Jump, I'll sanctuary, take, shield I'll take 1d8 yeah. plus my intelligence modifier in, uh, in temp HP every round over cure wounds. Yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying. It it does provide some opportunity cost. As a DM, you have to start thinking about, is it worthwhile to destroy this? Because it is going to make them use some resources compared to just letting it run run wild. I mean, at, at lower levels, the things don't have much health. Right. Um, I think their AC, is their AC determined in here? I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's somewhere, but yeah. it's 10. You're going to have to forgive okay. us with that type of, is, does it do this? Do we forget that? You know, it's a new class. We're going to. Yes, very new. Not as familiar. Um, but so yeah, I mean, it's got 10 AC. It's really easy to hit. Right. 18. Yeah. What? 18 AC? Yeah. yeah 18, 18 AC. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. Five okay. times your artificial level. Yeah. So I, I just think it needs some additional scaling beyond at level 14, you could cast two of them. I think what would be nice, and I, I don't disagree. Uh, I think maybe at like level 10 around there, if it got an additional D eight, uh, to the flamethrower damage, the force ballista. Right. And maybe to the defender i guess it needs it as well to to scale it's still a bonus action it's still a bonus yeah, action. but uses a spell slot I, I think or maybe something if you expend a spell slot of first level or higher it gets more powerful based on that or something because then if you're looking at all right so then you use a second level spell slot um like okay, blur, spells? dark vision, yeah, enhance ability, enlarge, reduce, heat metal, invisibility, lesser restoration, levitate, magic weapon, protection from poison, well, rope dirt, yeah. So I was, sorry, just to completely cut you off, <laughs> I was really happy with their spell list. Their spell list is, like, really good for a half-caster. I don't think there was many I looked at that I was like, oh, that's totally worthless. Yeah, well, um, yeah, it's all utility, if you assume when you go to this class looking to play it as support. Right, exactly, which you should. It's yeah. A, it's a support class. Yeah. Uh, they've done a really good job of creating the almost like quote unquote engineer from TF2 style yeah. support guy. <laughs> Their kit is it's, it's probably the weirdest spell list in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it takes stuff from every every spell list in the uh, entire player handbook. They get uh, one spell. I'm trying to remember what it is uh, that only clerics get. Oh, where is it? Oh, I think it's a, a cantrip actually. Spare the dying. They get Spare the Dying as a cantrip. Only clerics right. get that, which is just, like, really odd. It it proves, again, that they're really going for that support role. The right. Heal gets it, too, but... Yeah, the Celestial Warlock. Okay, all right, that, but... all right, one other. So it's it's a limited spell, I guess, <laughs> yeah. is, is the main but thing. They really... It is a fresh take on the spell list uh, distribution. Right. For sure. Right. I feel like it's it's not just... A lot of times we look at the spell list and we're like, okay, that's great, but you can really get all of those from this class or this class. I won't say a lot of times, but sometimes we do. I look at this one and I think this is a interesting mix and all of them are pretty worthwhile uh, in their own right. So heat metal's really great. It's not. What do you mean? 
All right. When was the last time we fought somebody wearing metal? <laughs> That's just this campaign, but it works a lot of campaigns. <laughs> it's yeah. just this campaign. If they're holding it's every a, campaign, a metal someone weapon. has heat metal. <laughs> that spell never works. Oh, well, you're just bitter. Um, they get revivify at third level. They get haste. Uh, they get a couple of rituals, really not a, a ton, but it is made a point that they can do ritual magic. Um, so of course they get identify. It's just perfect for them. Detect magic alarm. Right. It really all the ones, I guess, I don't know. I look at it and I go, yeah, an artificer should have that. Like I, I expect that. Right. It's weird. Their, uh, their spell casting is also, um, if I'm not mistaken, cleric-esque, is that you prepare from your list. Correct. Right. And this is the only class I've seen that can really replace the kit of a wizard with their, like, alarm spells and dealing stuff like that. No, you're right. Oh, the you're utility. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they get ritual casting from a lot of really good ritual spells. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, they were nice enough to add ritual to all the ritual spells in the spell list. Yeah. Right. Yeah, actually, this is a, a like... In the UA, they even have a, a spot on multi-classing, uh, which goes to show how confident they are in this, if if I'm assuming correctly. Because most of the time they go, hey, this is uh, this is UA. Don't don't multi-class with this. Right. Please don't. But this is like actually kind of, uh, you know, giving you the option for it. Right. Um, and, and some specifications on it. Uh, the new spell, Arcane Weapon, just looking at that right now. Any thoughts on that? It's kind of cool, but I don't know if I love it per se. It's a first level spell, uh, concentration, which hurts, mm -hmm. uh, up to an hour and you can add one D six damage and you can upcast it, uh, two spell slots to do a full day of holding it. So in general, oh, you can just eight hours, correct. Eight hours. Right. In general, you just, you know, it's a one for, uh, first level spell bonus action. Uh, you do one D six damage of your chosen type and you can change the damage type as a bonus action, yeah. which that makes That's it nice. really cool. Um, and I guess kind of flavorful. It could be, uh, I don't have anything in particular. I think, I guess I, I think it fits really well with the artificer. Yeah. Just because their it. whole thing is they seem to be able to adapt and right. Um, always have a trick up their sleeve. So they have their own special spell that absolutely no one else gets. And then they could add elemental damage to weapon attacks, and they could change it as the, as needed as a bonus of weapon action. So you're fighting a fire-based thing, have it be ice-cold damage, and then you're fighting some sort of thunder-based thing, then have it be... I don't know. This isn't Pokemon. They're not weak. Thanks for that. <laughs> They're weak to ground. Rock, Kevin. Sure. Yeah. Rock. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, just the uh, the spell list is is really great. I really like the spell list. That spell itself is, is pretty good. I don't like the fact that it only lasts an hour and it's concentration. The concentration is rough. Yeah, because I mean, there's it. there's good concentration spells that they have. I mean, haste is one. Uh, yeah. I, there's a bunch of others on there. I'm not going to go through them, but that makes it a very, very difficult choice. It's also 1d6. I, yeah. It doesn't, I don't know. They are, they do get their extra attack, though. So they, that is an interesting take on extra did you see the extra attack? Yeah. Did I lie okay. About it? No. I'm, Good. Right. Uh, yeah. So the extra attack, you have to have a magical weapon to get the benefit of that at level five, uh, which I think is is really interesting. Again, it just fits them flavor wise. Uh, it also kind of forces you to take one of their um, uh, what's the name of it? Well, no infusions. This, infusions. Yes. This is a great example of uh, that spell makes your weapon a magic weapon yeah but only for an hour you're going to be using all of your first level spells which until well, you get to 
even it takes you to fifth level to get second level spells. It's it's a while before that becomes good to cast. Spells, man. Yeah, but you're going to use every single one of your spells, uh, keeping that up. And the second that you break concentration, you've lost your extra attack. That really hurts. Yeah. Concentration. Well, okay, that's at fifth level. Thing. You don't get that till fifth level, anyways. Yeah. Um, w- one thing I found interesting with the extra attack and all that. So to me, everything I read about this screams ranged class. Use mm-hmm. a crossbow. Use, yeah. use a heavy crossbow. I would agree. It fits really well. Or yeah, a gun if yeah, that's in your campaign. Um, those have the loading property. You can't use the extra attack with them without a feat. Oh. You can only do one attack per turn. Wait and there's second, nothing about the extra attack that they get arcane armament that makes it sound like they get to ignore the loading ability. But, Kevin, yes, what if they have two crossbows? <laughs> I mean, that's not entirely wrong. Sure, two right? hand crossbows? Yeah. Two heavy crossbows, man. You can't have two <laughs> heavy crossbows. Why? He, he can. But he you can. would have to drop it. Yeah. You'd shoot it, you drop <laughs> it, you pull out the other one, and you shoot it. You put a strap on it, man. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you could. <laughs> I could this, that, this is the one example where I could see an artificer running around with two heavy crossbows. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Loading property, dude. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so infrequently that I run across the loading property. Uh, can you yeah. go over the specifications of that again? It's Essentially, it's you cannot, you can only make one, take one attack per turn with this weapon. Okay, even as loading, even if yeah. you have extra attack, right. or whatever else. But you, know? so you could take the crossbow expert feat, which lets you ignore the loading. Okay. Feature. And okay. then it also, um, you ignore disadvantage if an enemy is within five feet, which is really nice. And there's a third feature. I forgot. So, I mean, it's not a bad feat at all. Right. But, but right. It's it the bonus kind of action hand crossbow. What? The bonus action hand crossbow. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. If you um make an attack and you have a hand crossbow, you can then take a bonus action to make an attack with your hand crossbow. Then can you load both of them in one turn? I, I assume it. The, so with loading, it, it doesn't say like it takes an action or six seconds to load it. It just, it just says you cannot attack with it twice in a turn. Okay, so you can have your heavy crossbow on a strap, uh, shoot it, pull out your hand crossbow with your object interaction, fire with that for your extra attack. Uh, but then next turn, you have to use your object interaction to grab your heavy crossbow. And it, then you can't also shoot with the hand crossbow afterwards raw um you should be able to because like i said it doesn't go into details of what you have to be able to do to load you'd have to drop it though no yeah no i'm, I'm, I'm talking raw like, if you want to okay. do it like realism it's like all right well you drop it obviously you're not loading that and i don't see how that works but it doesn't the rules don't go into that detail it just that okay. you can't attack twice in a turn this class is mechanical enough that it a it's a great opportunity to add guns to your campaign that function yeah. like non-loading crossbows or whatever and then only give them to this character and, like, a handful of other people. Yeah. Not adding them to the campaign so everyone can use them, just the Artificer. That's a great mechanical use of that. Don't most... I Honestly, I've never been in a campaign with guns. Um, do they all have the loading property? Is it common for them to? Any ideas on that? Y- usually, that's... Depends on the gun. They're pretty much the exact same stats as crossbows. Oh, okay. Pistols are hand crossbows, blunderbusses or rifles are heavy, heavy. crossbows, yeah. That's okay. about it. Okay. I think there's assault rifles in the DMG. <laughs> there is. Yeah, they have like grenades and stuff in there too. Uh, not really right. <laughs> particularly relevant to this. No. Uh, but it is good to know. Yeah. Well, actually, it would make sense for an artificer to have grenades. It would. <laughs> if you it add would. them to your campaign. <laughs> what kind of magic is that? Oh, no. It's it's just a grenade. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, specific thing. So the, the very first ability... You get the magical tinkering I like. It's very flavorful. It's not. There's not going to be any beneficial in combat, but 
Uh, pretty much you could touch an object with your tools and kind of tinker with it and add a magical effect to it. Um, so it sheds light. Um, if you tap it, it re- replays a recorded message. Um, it could admit like uh, an owner or, or a sound or anything like that. Yeah, it's yeah. a really, really good uh, long-lasting prestidigitation. Pretty much, yeah. Which is great. Yeah. I, I love it. I think it's a creative player could come up with infinite uses for oh, these for types sure. of things. Yeah. Yeah, cause, yeah, they last indefinitely, and you could have yeah, up to your intelligence modifier. Right. With them. And it's like, yeah, there's no, it doesn't really cost to do anything. You just, you just do it. Mm-hmm. So I think there's probably a lot of cool creative uses, and it's just flavorful. Yeah. Type of thing. You got somebody who's really into role playing and playing up this character. They're going to be constantly doing that stuff. Just. Right. Just for whatever reason. Like, you know, I'm leaving for the day, so I'm going to leave one of my little stones and let my party know where I'm going. Yeah. It's just something dumb like that where it's like, right. you know, hey, I've got it. I'm going to use it because. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good way to pass messages. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Or, you know, you want to prank people. So you <laughs> take a stone, you make it smell like farts and you put it in their back pocket. <laughs> There's so many uses. <laughs> the fart There's... rock. I love it. <laughs> Two stones. You can make the sound, too. <laughs> This is a highbrow podcast. Just only the, the, the most NPR of UA analysis right now. <laughs> um, what I absolutely love is they are the only class that can switch out cantrips. Oh, yeah. I think at level That's... 10 they get that ability, but they also get it from other stuff. Um, I think it's level 6. No, you could just switch out cantrips right away. When you gain really? a level in this class, you can replace one of the artificial cantrips, you know, with another cantrip from the list. Oh, yeah, I think that's the case for warlocks, maybe, but their tenth level does differentiate it, where you can now prepare new cantrips. Okay, what is it specifically? The right cantrip for the job. Whenever you finish a short or long rest, you can replace one of your artificer cantrips, you know, with an, an, another artificer. Cantrip, okay, which is a totally new mechanic, and I don't know. I'm like looking at it. There's nothing that's going to break the game. There's nothing no. that's like right. blowing my mind. But uh, yeah, switching your damage out. It's know. just cool. I mean that's that's all it comes down to, and they get some just be useful. Yeah, yeah, they get some nice cantrips too. Uh, n- nothing that'll really blow you away, but it's a cantrip. I mean, that's what you expect, right? Right. Um, but it's just good stuff. Though I I don't know, like I I like the fact that you have pressed the digitation, but why I can't think of a time where you'd ever use that over like your little stone. I guess if you needed to make sparks specifically, clean uh, something. Oh yeah, that's right. You can clean stuff. <sighs> Darn, if only the stone could also clean stuff, then it would be the perfect replacement for prestidigitation. <laughs> Still, they get they get a few cantrips, and when you can start swapping them, hey, you know. Yeah, you're going into a, a tough scenario. Sweet, I'm going to get spared the dying today. Uh, we're going into the a, a dark cave. I'm going to get light yeah, before it wasn't really necessary, but... You know, things that normally you'd pass up because you're like, well, I don't think that offers everyday utility. It's more specific utility. This just ignores it entirely. Right. Get whatever you want on that day. Um, a level 10 ability seems a bit high for it. But well, it is... that's actually uh, that's a good place for ribbon abilities. And this is yeah. a little bit of a ribbon ability. That's fair. That's fair. So yeah, at ninth level, you get your proficiency bonus. There is usually a bit of a lull between like, 10th level and 14th level i notice with classes where it seems like at 14th is when you start to get like the really good stuff uh, 11th usually consider a big power bump oh because you get extra attack for the fighter i don't know off yeah, the top and of my i think you get another yet. spell level for full casters okay i i might be wrong on that i don't that's, have anything yeah, pulled a, up but yeah <laughs> that's a very specific thought um 
yeah, nothing on on this one. This one is absolutely nothing at eleventh level. Uh, something yeah. worth noting though is they are a they're on the higher Ancient. end of the ability to score improvement. Uh, what are they receiver? Yeah, they get five. Really? Eighth, twelfth, sixteenth, and nineteenth. That's what everything gets. Yeah. No, 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 no. There's actually a lot of differences. Uh, rogues, I think, get five. Fighters get six. I know fighters get extra. Rogues get one at tenth level as well. Yeah, that's the extra one. Yeah. This is on par with... So fighters get the most, rogues second, then everything else does 4, 8, 12, 16, 19. Every four levels. Except for 19. Every That's just to be weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, because they don't want that to be your capstone. Right. Makes sense. But and also at 19th level, they're like, go ahead, just be as strong as you want. Who cares? Yeah, that's that's right. That's <laughs> all right. It's all right. Yeah. Um, all right. We should probably talk about infusions. Yeah, that's was, our other really big... Definitely. That's probably the main... It's almost like the um, the Eldritch Invocations for Warlocks. It's going to be a very, very big play into how you flavor your specific class. Right. Uh, those infusions are very important. Uh, so the, the overall idea behind them is uh, every couple of levels you learn an infusion, uh, you can infuse an item with that specific magic uh, and swap them out on a long rest, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Otherwise, though, it does last indefinitely. Correct. Or until, I think, if you're incapacitated at the end. Which you, I might be wrong on that. Uh, it's, if you find it, you find yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, keep talking. I'm going to look at um, it. Yeah, so, you know, you've got a couple of items that you can infuse it in. Uh, I think at at up to 6th level, it's 2. Then at 6th level, you get a 3rd. 11th level, you get a 4th. 16th, you get a 5th item that you can infuse. Uh, so a lot of these things just are basically making a magic item uh, in to some extent. One of them literally is making a magic item. Uh, but we'll get to that one in a second because that's a huge table. Right. Uh, but in general, a lot of them require attunement. Uh, mm-hmm. So you're going to very quickly cap out your own attunement slots, uh, which uh, plays on what I was mentioning much earlier, uh, is that a lot of this just goes to be a support class where you're going to make magic items for your party and figure out who does this magic item suit best and who can I assist the most with it. Right. Uh, real quick, so it's if you die, the infusion fades after a number of days equal to your intelligence modifier. Right. Which that's is what it is. That's yeah. not bad. I don't so, know. That's kind of... If you die, who gives a shit? Right. Well, it, you give it to other people. It, I'm glad that they have it in there just because otherwise, if you died and lost your character, then does the magic instantly go away? Do you have a couple days with it? Like, right. that could be so really, few days, yeah. really important in the middle of a fight if it went away right away. Right. Like, you're like, oh, I've got this plus one armor, or whatever it is other yeah. magic items and it just instantly loses its ability and you're yeah like, oh i centered my entire class around that <laughs> whoops right so then also what happens is, so let's say you die and then are resurrected do the infusions stay or do they still fade i would say it stays yeah what's the point in making right. it fade away right. <laughs> all right and then the next kind day, of annoying <laughs> yeah the next day you got to spend your time and reinfuse them otherwise they're going to lose their magic in a couple days it's like okay whatever it's not a thing really yeah worth and it's up. instantaneous to do it yes it's not like it takes eight hours or something it's just just happens yeah but overall i mean the entire uh thing of it is just giving you some magic items uh, so first one, Boots of the Winding Path. I love that one. It, me I think too. it's really unique. Uh, while wearing these boots, a creature can teleport up to 15 feet as a bonus action. I love that. A <laughs> 15-foot yeah. teleportation. Well, to an unoccupied space, and you must have occupied the space at right. some point in your turn. That Who is else very important. This? this is a thing that's uh, from a subclass, and I can't remember. I think it was a UA. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't UA, the Psionic. Had it. You could return to a point. Definitely has yeah. It, yeah. Yep. 
that Which sounds is right. The whole other UA class that's but really that was, just a big mess. We're not going to talk about. We're that. not. That was thirty feet and was a little over the top. It was like you went somewhere after you did your thing. You teleported to where you where started. You started. Your turn. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, so a couple of these are just uh, pretty straightforward. Enhanced defense. You get a plus one. Uh, shield or plus one armor uh, or plus two at 12th level. So it gets that scaling that uh, is oh so important. Right. Um, then the many handed pouch is interesting. Did you yeah. guys figure this one out? Uh, kind of. Not really. <laughs> I Wait, don't even know, man. What do you mean? What's it's a set of pouches, right. two to five that all have the same storage. Right. And you can just leave them within 100 miles of each other and everything stores the same thing, but it only has the storage capacity up to a pouch. Yes. So you know how we have a tendency to kind of gloss over, like the party gets magic items and they get health potions and all these different things. And we'll we'll kind of screw up and say, who has that? And then we have to like really force ourselves to say, write down, all right, I, you know, George has these many health potions. And wait, Sally wait, wait. Has Who these. named their character George? I did. So, no, I, <laughs> no, sorry. I don't know why I didn't use our real characters' names. That would have been an easy thing to do than make up names right here on the spot. But <laughs> I'm, I did it. I'm sticking to it. Okay, so George has how many health potions? Yeah. I immediately and, see what you're saying. Yeah, so we'll we'll lose track of it. We'll screw up. This is... Luckily, you know, when we play and, like... I know as the DM, I will kind of be leaning on it, and then you have been, and it just, we get kind of leaning on it, but we probably shouldn't be. We've, We've probably, been trying harder. Yeah. And like one of the more recent fights, it was like, before we went in, it's like, all right, who's got what health potion? Right. Who's got what? Like, let's talk about it. But right. you're right. You're so, right. Yeah, Overall, we're pretty leaning on it. Yeah, if you play it. it how you're supposed to and are actually strict on that, and everyone has their own inventory they manage, it could really matter. Somebody doesn't have a health potion that really needed one and vice versa. This takes care of that. But it only has the storage capacity of a single pouch. Right. So that's why you fill it up with health potions and emergency magic items. And What if you put a bag of holding in the pouch? Ooh. <laughs> Isn't that one of those things that like instantly kills dragons or something? No, because this doesn't have those <laughs> same magical properties. That, it like, doesn't. Yeah. There's the thing. If you put a bag of holding in a bag of holding, like it, it creates black clothes, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this doesn't detail what happens. I don't know if I would allow it. I feel like you know. I I'm going to say it's not going to fit. The bag of holdings a pretty big pouch. Uh, These no, are you're not. Right. You're right. I I don't know the exact dimensions of a bag of holding, but uh, I mean you can squish it up maybe. <laughs> yeah, but the bag of holding like, has a two foot diameter opening. I mean, yeah. That's a big pouch, right? Or how about when you reach in to grab the bag of holding, you just get the bag of holding. You can't reach into the bag of holding. All right. There you go. So then, yeah, we two actions. I'm just pull, trying to pull make, it out and then, or uh, two, yeah, just two trying days. to break this particular yeah. thing. <laughs> yes, I am. I am to an extent. I mean, hey, it's and that's uh, one thing to notice is, uh, yeah, that will come into play more if you're if you've got an artificer on the crew. Uh, they can make utility magic items. Yeah, yeah. Or like um, in our current campaign, our wizard has spell stones basically where she could charge up spells in them um and and technically anyone can use them but she keeps them on herself if you had one of these they're kept in that pouch yeah so if anybody needs it you could do it that's pretty worthwhile scrolls in there stuff like that yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense i mean it it really is it's a shared inventory of things that are important to everyone You, you don't know who's going to need it exactly and it just takes away that question uh i like that a lot right um radiant weapon is a level eight ability or infusion that they get um you just it's a plus one bonus to attacks and damage rolls it sheds some light 
Uh, you can as a reaction after being hit by a melee attack, the wielder can cause the attacker to be blinded until the end of the attacker's next turn, based on a Constitution saving throw against your save DC. That's really nice. Yeah, but um, you can't. You can only do it once per short or long rest. Correct. That's where. It, so I mean, it's it's cool. I guess if you're, um, can you replace infusions? Yeah, you could switch them out. Okay, so I mean, if you don't want, right? Like, it's it's better than enhanced weapon until you get to 12th level and that becomes a plus two um in which case you might just sacrifice the plus one if you think that's really useful um i don't think it's extremely useful but it's definitely better than just having a plus one uh it's kind of a limited flavor thing though i think what's interesting about a lot of these infusions or even just the artificer in general is it gives you many paths to go down Mm -hmm. whereas there's only one of these radiant weapons um, I noticed that they uh, said in the uh, description of the the UA, like on Wizards of the Coast website, uh, to expect some more UA in the future, and it's probably going to be around the Artificer. I personally really hope it's around Infusions. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, though everyone here is really cool, they could do a much uh, better job of just making more of them. Uh, Eldritch Invocations, there's like 30. And they've right. added more as we've gone on, so that's right. a great example. Right, so I think this is a, a really good spot for them to just continue expanding on the class um, until we get to replicate magic item, <laughs> uh, which is going to be a, a huge portion of this uh, because you just get a whole table of magic items you can make, uh, and it's great. I mean, we don't have time to go through every single one, um, but anything that you really could need appears to be on there yeah there's there's a lot it is uh also limited by level correct to uh one thing to note it's it's not every time you do it you could pick a new one it's when you learn an infusion if you pick replicate magic items you pick one item from the table and that's what you could do over and over so it's not it's still definitely flexible it's really cool but you just need to be careful about that wording because I can see people misinterpreting it. It's like, all right, I cast this replicate magic item infusion and I'm going to pick alchemy jug and then tomorrow I'm going to pick Wanda secrets. And, right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's it's a replicate magic items for the alchemy jug. Today I can make an alchemy jug. Tomorrow I can make an alchemy jug. Right. Um. So you said you can switch out infusions though? Yeah, when... Hold on. Hold on up. Stupid new classes. Confusing <laughs> rules. It's uh, it's worth noting that the alchemy jug can produce two gallons of mayonnaise a day. <laughs> a lot love, of people forget that. I almost gave you guys an alchemy jug. I love the <laughs> alchemy jug. I don't think I've I've given it in other campaigns, I think. Or maybe the artificer had it when, when she was playtesting that. Uh, she had the alchemy I would have remembered the mayonnaise. I, she didn't use it. She should have. Uh, <laughs> so whenever you gain a level in this class, you can replace one of the artificial infusions okay. you learned with a new one. Okay, so if you have to wait until a level up, which is pretty right. limited. I mean, yeah. yeah, that's not an everyday thing. Uh, so, I mean, the infusion's really cool. I think my only issue is just not enough. I, I think I, I'd like to see a lot more infusions here, uh, not just things about crafting magic items, um, because that's cool. It's very cool, uh, and you could probably stick to just creating magic items and have a pretty interesting class. Right. Um, but I want to see things on the other side. Uh, well, that more was the, more that weapon was the, effects. That was the mistake that they made with the original Artificer was it essentially just gave you, oh, here, here's a bunch of magic items. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah. like, that's, that's A, not flavorful, and B, kind of dull. Yeah, right? very. Oh, it was extremely dull. There was no flavor reasoning behind it either. It, it 
there was. It was like, this is a product of your time tinkering, and right. you made a flying broom. Okay, cool. I mean, that's useful, uh, but it didn't feel great. It gave you a, a list of 10 items every four or five levels. I don't remember the exact number yeah. uh, that you could choose from, and some of them were good, but this lets you say, okay, that one was good, but it no longer is. What can I switch it out for? I don't think you could switch those ones out. Um one of them was like a handy haversack, which is a good item, but like, I don't know, a lot of campaigns, it seems like you just get that regardless. So in a way, it felt like uh, just denying them that whatever that one was, because it's like, well, you're going to get it for free, so you just go ahead and get it, and I'm not going to give you guys the haversack this time or the, right. the bag of holding. Um, and I want to say like, oh, no, not every single campaign gets a bag of holding for free, but even the Wizards of the Coast official modules seem to always give a bag of holding pretty early on. Right. So I would love to hear somebody uh, go against that and say, oh, no, we never get that. We always have to inventory manage. Uh, we we were really close to that happening and out of the abyss. There were, the, I, uh, I vacillated back and forth on giving you guys the... I didn't mind the inventory yeah. management in the Underdark. I thought it was a really, really cool way to play things. Yeah, see, I was getting tired of it. <laughs> like, as the DM who's... Not impacted by it. I was finding it tedious. <laughs> that's fair. It, it got pretty old pretty quick. Yeah, that's fair. That's it, fair. it was a unique challenge at first, and then as you guys started to get your footing and got your gear back, and yeah, just... once we got like fifty days worth of food and water, <laughs> and it was like, okay, so uh, can we carry all of this? It just became nowhere near as important. Right. But that's okay. It was fun. Yeah. Was really interesting thing to try out. Yeah. Uh, two more infusions after the magic item was on resistant armor, which is really cool. So you can't do it until eighth level. But you can make an armor resistant to a particular damage type, like acid, hold fire, lightning, lightning, necrotic, so on. Yeah, elementals. That's gonna get a resounding meh from me. How's that a meh that's awesome. from you? Because everyone's now resistant to the dragon you're fighting. How about that? Yeah, but you have to. You can only change that on a level up. That's not true. Kevin made that. Oh up. No, 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 the infusion. Yeah. Sorry. No. Okay, you're right. So you can change that on a long rest and say, wait. So Can yeah, well, so you you when you learn the infusion, you learn resistant armor. Okay. Then after your long rest, you infuse a piece of armor, and you you could use all your two infusion slots to do it if you want. You could give everyone resistant armor. Yeah, and then while wearing this armor, creature has a resistance to one of the following damage types, which you choose when you infuse the item. Okay. Which you so you could change it after long rest. Okay. No, that's that's fine. That actually is pretty good. Uh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. You could give everybody in your party this resistant armor, or just plus one armor, or whatever. I mean it. It would limit you in a different way. Um, you could also make uh, five alchemy jugs, and then you get how many gallons of mayonnaise? Ten gallons. Ten gallons. Of mayonnaise a day. A day. Oh, my God. Uh, you could totally just sell that for profit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Why is the artificer even adventuring? How much money could you make with mayonnaise? I don't know if that's the most efficient use of the alchemy jug. You're right. Glue is where it's at. Glue? Can it, you I can, don't think you can make... It can't I don't make know. Glue? Why would you make glue? Well, because... What would we do with glue? You glue stuff, you'd... Oh, ooh, okay. Four of them are mayonnaise. One of them's glue. It's a... <laughs> it's a Frank jugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the last infusion, uh, returning weapon, or I, I don't have a pull-up. I don't remember the name, but... Um, returning weapon. Yeah, if you throw a... So you, you cast on a range... Not cast it. You infuse a ranged weapon. It becomes a... Actually, it's... A thrown weapon. I'm sorry. Simple or martial with the thrown property. Yeah, I meant thrown weapon. Yeah, okay. thrown weapon. Man. With a plus one bonus to attack, um, so it becomes plus one. Um, and then after you throw it, it immediately returns to your hand. 
That's cool. I like that. Yeah. I mean, that's um, the, uh, what's their name? The Eldritch Knight gets something similar to that, but it's a bonus action. Uh, right. It's also not limited to the throne property. Right. I Yeah. Uh, at all. Um, and it's used kind of differently, but you can use it to throw, return something. This is This is a good way to get your double attacks. Right. Actually, that's a good yeah. point. If you had two thrown weapons, you could use the infusion on both of them and then just whip, whip throw them both or no no just one it's oh, immediately right. returns it's to your immediately. hand yeah you're right that's a good point and it's magic because of this that's pretty good and that's yeah. at that's not at eighth level that's it you can get that right away yeah they didn't put these in oh i guess it's alphabetical order <laughs> okay whatever that's fine um yeah that's a really good use for it you're what what weapons are thrown that are actually worthwhile javelins yeah javelins those are tridents spears those are kind of the big ones are you can also those... throw, like, daggers and hand axes. Okay. Daggers and hand axes can be dex-based. I think the javelin is... Are any of those versatile, or are they all I strength? I think if it's thrown, it has to be strength. Is that right? I think it can be either. That's the example of... you can do. Well, for a finesse, like, if you're attacking... Well, that just... I don't know. It changes a lot. If you me. throw a finesse weapon, is it still finesse? I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> a really good question. Uh, so if I throw a rapier in properties, hold on. All right. I believe in you. Yeah. Every weapon is a thrown weapon. Technically. (laughs) If a weapon has a thrown property, you could throw the weapon to make a ranged attack. Ranged attack. That makes me think dex. Yeah. Well, no, but it's not. What? If the weapon is a melee weapon, you use the same ability modifier for that attack roll and damage roll that you would use for a melee attack with the weapon. For example, if you throw a hand axe, you use your... You use your strength, but if you throw a dagger, you can use either strength or dex. Okay. There so you go. it needs to have the versatile property. Daggers yeah. aren't that great damage-wise. 1d4. Um, but but then you can get a javelin um, as a simple weapon. They they're, they have proficiency in all simple weapons, right? Oh, yep. Yes. Yeah. Um, so in terms of, yeah, daggers, thrown. Javelin doesn't javelin. seem to fit. I don't like that. That's all I can say. Why? Spear. I don't know. It just feels weird. Why would a... An artificer's main thing be throwing a javelin. That's why uh, it's a second. A dart. I think it, uh, like That's darts. I like a darts, daggers, and you mainly use a heavy crossbow. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, so you shoot with your heavy crossbow, and then your second attack is with the magical dagger. You throw that or the dart, whatever it is. Okay, uh, that works really well. There's no. It doesn't say it has to be the same weapon, right? No, I don't think so. Oh, that's a really important Well, that would actually make no sense because, like, the second attack has to be magical. Well, if the first one was, obviously. So I think that's the differentiating. Factor. One of the attacks must be made with a magic weapon. So, I mean, that doesn't matter, but you could throw the dart first and then make a melee attack. Or uh, not a melee attack. Whatever. Whatever the second attack is. Whatever it doesn't matter. Whatever you want, man. Yeah. And you were saying you don't like the flavor of, like, a javelin or a spear with the artificer. You, you could flavor, like, you have some sort of apparatus attached to them that helps them throw it. Like something on their arm where they kind of like lock it in there and it gives us some extra force when they throw it or something like that. You're not wrong. What are those called? What is it? Pilas, I think. Yeah, I don't know. It's like it's a you carve a weird groove slot type thing and use that to throw the spears. It was a South American (laughs) when they were fighting the conquistadors. You could throw them super hard. I actually think I know what you're talking about. How do you spell this? P-I-L-A. P-I-L-A. Pila. 
So they make a pila. Today's snow conditions. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think you spelled it right. We'll go ahead and Google that one later. Um, but that's fine. I mean, I, I, I don't disagree. I just feel like a, a dagger or a dart feels more in line flavor-wise. The the advice is also that this should be uh, the second or tertiary uh, ability score should be dex. That's it. Doesn't say that. Doesn't though. say it. It does actually suggest that. Oh, it does. Does. a quick it build. To. Yeah, but you have saving throws in intelligence and constitution, which are really great saving throws. Um, well, intelligence. No, intel- not so it's much. always never mind. It's fifty fifty for almost every single class. It's like one's great, one's a dump. Yeah, but it just there's seemed... one where that's not the case. Like fighters. Oh uh, no, strength also kind of sucks. Yeah, strength's not that great. Yeah, dex the common is... ones are constitution, dex, and wisdom. Yeah, yeah, conduct yeah, wisdom is always the best, but they never combine those. There's things. one that does. It might have been the psionic again. <laughs> <laughs> Classic psionic. At level one, you get just everything. The psionic. <laughs> Go to town, buddy. Um, yeah, but I think there's a lot of really good... That's What it comes down to is you should flavor why you're making that attack or how you're making that attack. And it, it again, just leaves a lot of options for the player. Like, if you want to have a little mechanism on your arm that shoots out a dagger and you just reload it in the back that's cool right. i like that yeah same with the dart basically the same thing yeah and uh, doing the little iron man yeah whatever you, you guys can see it in your heads yeah. right i'm sure they can <laughs> <laughs> this is a great not that unique. this is a perfect class for wrist for, uh mounted crossbows yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i'm actually surprised that they don't have uh a uh, infusion that's ignoring the loading property. <laughs> now that you've mentioned that, I feel like that'd be a really, really good one to have. You're welcome, D and D staff, for that incredible <laughs> suggestion that you'll definitely include next month. <laughs> <laughs> um, we haven't talked talked much about the subclasses, no, and I think those are really going to be worthwhile. Uh, so the two ways they have them flavored, uh, we said it earlier, but the alchemist and the artillerist. Uh, the alchemist is a lot more potion based, uh, not even a lot, but it's a little bit more potion based. The other one is wand based, uh, which is a new one. Yeah. I don't think of wands as a really, I wouldn't call it wand based. It's like blast based. That's fair. That's mechanically it's using that of wands, but I'm guessing, I think everyone's strongly encouraged to flavor it otherwise. That's totally fair. That's how I kind of, that was my take. It's a non-magical piece of wood. That's like what it says (laughs) in the, uh the beginning of it it's like right. yeah you just have like a stick and that's all it needs just to a be. stick so you can be like well mine's a, a metal stick cool whatever it doesn't matter right um but they are to an extent like they have a lot of things that are mirroring each other which a lot of times classes don't do uh like for example at level six is it um oh there's so much to scroll through here alchemical <laughs> mastery uh, at sixth level, your command of magical chemicals has become masterful. You get, uh, oh man, there's so much to read here. I don't want to read all that. <laughs> While you're contemplating that, go for it. Was, it. it was at Lottel. Apila, that, that was the Roman thing. I was reading about Romans beating up barbarians last night. It's an at Lottel that throws spears. Okay. Do you have a picture of this? Yes, I do. <laughs> well, we'll have to yeah, include yeah. that <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> Oh, interesting. Okay. It's like a, it's a little bit, the same mechanic as cool. for like lacrosse, but. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. It's like a lacrosse net or I don't know. I've never watched or played lacrosse. I don't know a lacrosse racket. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what it's called? I don't think okay. so at all. 
Um, Sports. (laughs) None of us went to private school, you can tell. (laughs) Alchemical Mastery lets you add your uh, intelligence modifier to uh, damage rolls. To or, or health or damage rolls if it a, deals acid or poison a damage. Damage roll, right? A damage roll, yes. I mean it, that one's kind of confusing to an extent because it says one of the rolls. I mean, how many times are you gonna have different rolls for it? I guess if if like uh, Melf's, yeah, okay. I think is Melf's acid arrow. Is that multiple attacks? I don't think so. Okay, well then that Actually, one would just be once. No, yeah, that's a good point because they don't get scorching ray. That's the other class that doesn't yes. get this feature. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oops. Um, one thing that's cool is they can cast lesser res- lesser restoration without expending a spell slot um, once per day, and later on they get a uh, uh, greater restoration for free. Uh, that reminded me a lot of uh, paladins actually with their lay on hands mechanic. Yeah, it was a non spell casting style free heal. This is a great example of how this is a support class. It's not a heal. It's now less restoration, mm-hmm. which is quite useful when your party members are blind or paralyzed. <laughs> One of those things that really sucks to be. I actually, in this campaign, I've always had this spell prepared and almost never use it because it just, we haven't had a situation where you guys were blind or paralyzed. That's the restoration. But yeah. if you were, it's like, I always keep it there. Cause like, when it is going to be useful, it's going to be super duper useful. Yeah, very. But, um, but always talking, having that's nice. <laughs> talking about like how it mirrors at level six, you get something for your wand ability, uh, where any cantrips you uh, attack with from your your wand uh, get a additional uh, bonus to their attack rolls with your intelligence modifier. They just sort of mirror each other uh, in mm-hmm. a way that it's silly, but I just don't see many subclasses going that route. Where at that exact level, it has something where it's like very similar, right? And I the, guess maybe I'm I'm overblowing that. Yeah. There's like eighth level uh, for the cleric; they get one d8 for their cantrips or one d8 for their right. You know. It definitely happens. Yeah. Um, and then you also, it's definitely going to mirror between the different subclasses within a class. A like combat mechanical focused ability versus a ribbon ability, yeah. stuff like that. Um, but with the mirroring of this at third level, that's only both get their, um kind of companions companions yeah they, they get their the alchemist could see alchemical yeah chemical homunculus and then the artillerist gets their turrets um we talked about the turrets the alchemical homunculus i love a lot yeah it's really cool yeah um, so its attack isn't too great you can go into it yeah i mean so it's a little tiny mechanical thing i think it's size category tiny, tiny. yeah 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 um so a lot of flexibility there what you want it to look like it's stats and armor and all that's pretty weak it's hit points is five times your cleric level plus intelligence so that that could be decent um but it does have a real light attack when acid spittle you could sh- it could shoot acid at people within 30 feet 1d6 plus 2 but then it gets alchemical salve three times a day you could apply this to somebody um and it could give them a variant if you pick one of three effects they could gain a flying speed of 10 feet for 10 minutes um advantage on all ability checks certain ability checks yeah the chart so for an hour the target chooses the check before after rolling the target runs out of number of checks equal to yeah so basically you're told make a 
uh, an acrobatics check and you go, cool, I'm going to use my inspiration on this and you get advantage on that and you tally, okay, I've used that inspiration one time. Right. The artificer has an intelligence modifier of plus three. I can use it two more times and later right. on again I can choose. <laughs> yeah, but so it basically it's given – so they even call it the same thing. There's the inspiration, inspiration feature in 5e, which I know we, we don't use a lot. I keep forgetting about it. I think most people kind of forget about it. But it's, it's supposed to be a really good thing. This is where the DM will give a player inspiration – the idea is if they do something very or something really big or something really um good really role good playing. role playing cool moments to give them inspiration and then they could choose to spend the inspiration to re-roll a dice for a, a d20 worth, i try giving it out uh but players never use it yeah oh yeah i have a tendency <laughs> to hold that it's like oh no this oh it could be really but there might be a better time I have, do you get to choose after you make the roll to use inspiration I don't remember. I'm going to say yes at my but, table. That's yes. a yes. But this, though, so it allows the players to give other players inspiration as a class feature. Multiple uh, times. Yeah, uh, quite quite a lot of it. And this one is you could um, you could do it after you roll. Mm-hmm. So, all right, I really need to make the save. I rolled a three. I don't think you right, well, can do it for saves, it. though. I think no, it's ability just checks. ability checks. So that kind of... Oh, okay. It does yeah, put a down. Yeah. But still, this you've got like a weird mechanical uh, bird flying around giving people ability yeah. inspiration. Yeah. Which is kind of yeah. cool. Or resilience given 2d6 plus your intelligence modifier of 10 pit points which is all right i feel like yeah. compared to the turrets i don't like the homunculus as much uh it's yeah. it's cool salve which is it's, the thing that makes it actually interesting is limited to three times a day whereas we're talking about the other turret which is giving you 1d8 temp hp plus your intelligence modifier around to 10 or 10 people. minutes that's the right big the difference yeah the Turret, you get one free one for 10 minutes, and then you have to spend spell slots. The homunculus is just always there. Oh, and then it could also, yeah, do I the acid I totally spell. missed that. That's really important. Okay, yeah. so the you the can turret have it scout literally lasts for 10 minutes. Pretty sure it's 10, yeah. Uh, yeah, it disappears if it is reduced to zero HP or after 10 minutes. Okay, never mind that the homunculus just became a lot more interesting. Right. <laughs> so you've got one thing that is flying around and always using a... Some some acid spittle, yeah, uh, which yeah, is nice. Fly speed, man, that could changes take the, a um, lot. Yeah, you could also do the help action. You could designate it to do the help action as a bonus action. Yeah, I hate the help action. <laughs> Why? I don't know, man. It, I don't know. It's it's just a nice little bonus, but right? The, this is if we were talking about this earlier, the weird rhino that we got bored of. Yeah, they didn't. They tried to make you have a ranger companion as an alchemist, and the ranger companion already sucks. Yeah, a giant mechanical rhino, while cool, is really just crabby flavor. <laughs> Didn't we just call it chubby unicorn? Yeah, we just called yeah. it chubby unicorn. That was lazy. <laughs> that really was. That was. It's not unique or clever. No, nobody give us any credit for that one. <laughs> that reflected how we felt about chubby unicorn. Right? It was a dumb feature. His name was a metaphor for his class ability, which was garbage. But this one, this one, it's uh, they act. They you create like a tiny mechanical bird or something like that, which right. is realistic. You know, rebuilding a giant friggin' rhino every time it dies. That's like time consuming. Yeah. It's like, did you carry the dead rhino or did you just find those parts in the woods? I, I do wonder if we uh, miss the size category limitations on that. I, I can totally see did. that happening. It's possible. I'm going <laughs> to. It was a while ago. I think it was a was... challenge rating thing. That's all I remember. But I don't know. yeah, it's not important anymore because there's new artificer. Right. <laughs> and this is great. I love it. You can make whatever weird flying mechanical nonsense you want. Yeah. Yeah. And I. Uh, Again, realizing that it actually lasts all day is really important. So 
Uh, does it take an action as the artillerist to uh, create your turret, or when does that need to be made? Because that's pretty. You can important. take an action to magically summon a medium turret. Okay, so really, you're kind of expecting to, besides the first time every day, uh, use a first level spell slot at the start of every single combat. Not every single, but you know, most combats, you're probably going to pop out a turret, uh, and. That's, I mean, really a lot more detrimental at earlier levels when you only have a couple spell slots, but that's fine because they're they're pretty powerful. 2d8 as a bonus action uh, is is a lot of damage at low levels, uh, at third level. Um, so at third level, you've got three first level spell slots. You're just, I guess, limiting yourself to an extent on what you're going to use first level spell slots for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you only get up to four of those. So unless you want to start upcasting your turret or upcasting your actual first level spells, you're basically going to be reserving those three or four, depending on what level you're at, uh, for the turret. Uh, it's a bit of a bummer. I like that well, a lot less now. Well, you do still get your right. free one. Right. Your but one that's, free turret. You're right. How many, that's one. Like, think about it. How many combats do we get in a day? Most days, one turret, That's you use your turret every day. It depends. Our games are not everyone's games. The expectation is you're supposed to have six encounters. Are you going to... Every day. Every day. For six, the rest of your six life. Six to eight, yeah. Six to eight. Now, not every encounter has to be combat, yeah, it though. uses resources. Right. So, you know, a, a, trap, a trap. Yeah. And this thing's great for scouting. So I'm going to go ahead and send that ahead. And With a turret or the homunculus? <laughs> Because I wouldn't waste a turret on that. <laughs> Probably not. I send it... a walking flamethrower uh, to check for traps. <laughs> Go on, little guy. Get him. <laughs> it actually, oh. I could see some use for that, to be completely honest. Um, especially if, if it's something you can't get around. Uh, or if you just need it to do damage to something. Uh, the thing I'm thinking of is like the uh, complex traps that are in Xanathers. I mean, they're just something you can throw in, but it's detailed in Xanathers uh, where a lot of times you need to be somewhere dangerous and do damage to something. So yeah, for that, I'd totally waste a turret. Uh, if I okay. needed to just be somewhere that I didn't want to be and just poof, line a flamethrower yeah. every action. Or, yeah, force ballista. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, whatever it is, um, that but, seems pretty reasonable yeah. to me. But overall, no, I would not send this at a, like, oh, there's a, there's a random... There's a pit trap. Yeah, there's a pit trap. You're like, go, Walk buddy. Walk it. <laughs> tick, 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 tick. <laughs> they have... All right, so they, this is a little weird. They have 15 feet climb and walk. So oh, they have a climb slow. speed. Yes. Nice. They're uh, crabs. They're basically crabs with a gun on them. That's awesome. I want a gun yeah, I'm kind of picturing, like, the mechs from Scythe. The board game. Yeah, but, yeah. but a lot tinier. Yes. Oh, much tinier, <laughs> yes. But it leaves you a lot of room for uh, for interpretation as to what you want it to look like. Uh, I don't think that's specified, but, you know, if, as long as yeah. it's got some legs and can climb on the wall, sure. Go ahead and make it look like the, the walking mechs from yeah. Scythe. <laughs> it's good stuff. Uh, I really do. I like these both of these subclasses. I say that the whole 10 minutes thing changes it a lot can't believe i missed that it 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 justifies why the the two are of different scale yeah so it makes a lot of sense i think that's actually a very balanced approach no i agree looking at both of these subclasses it's not one of those situations where i'm like obviously i would go this i it's you know up to what you want to do i like both of them pretty equally which is kind of unique for a class i usually have very strong preferences this one they're both pretty cool. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, one thing that I don't like, 
uh, is at third level, you gain proficiency with something in either of the subclasses. Uh, for the alchemist, it's the alchemist supplies and the herbalism kit. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the artillerist, it's the smith's tools and woodcarver's tools. Uh, if you don't already have uh, proficiency in them. I never like things that give you proficiency in tools like that, where it would really make more sense to have it earlier. It feels like at third level, I'm kind of wasting it. Like, you know, I'm starting off. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go down the Al- alchemist subclass. Of course. I mean, that just fits. I really love it. That's best flavor. And at the very start, it's like, okay, great. Now you're proficient in alchemist supplies. It's like, well, I started with that because right. that's what I wanted to do. Right. You kind of have to metagame it. Um, Saucy, the character, ended up a little bit weird, and I did kind of like metagame it in my head while setting it up, but I think I've got four proficiencies. In tools? tools. <laughs> Stoneworkers, smiths. Um, Definitely all. So maybe in a forge three. cleric, by the way. Yeah. Forge so cleric, yeah. the dwarves get it, and the forge clerics get it, and then his background got it, and there's overlap, and I had to like... You have to metagame it. Well, as a dwarf, I would have grown up with Smith's tools, but as a forge cleric, I get Smith's tools, so my childhood, I was in a brewery. Uh, Right. It doesn't (laughs) matter, but you do, you want to avoid those overlaps, so I think in your head, you would think, all right, I'm going to wait till third level to get that. Which is why I'm saying I hate that. I don't don't, hate that, I just don't like it. Right. It it feels metagamey, and it, I, I feel like I would just kind of ignore it probably a lot of times, and just be like, all right, whatever, it's just, I, I get I've already had alchemist supplies. I just ignore it. It's fine. I don't want to repeat it. Um, though I'm surprised they didn't do like uh you double your proficiency bonus with it. I like that approach where if you mm-hmm. gain the proficiency a second time, okay, that's fine. You get your proficiency bonus twice. Now it doesn't feel like a waste and it feels like you're even better. Look at, this at than the, the normal third person. Uh, level tool expertise that you basically get that. Is that what, wait, which one's that? It's third level for all, uh, all, all, what are they called? Artifice. Artifice. <laughs> What's, what class what are we are doing? We doing? Um, Alchemist. Yeah. Tool expertise. Your proficiency bonus is doubled for any ability check you make that uses your proficiency with a tool. All right. So, yeah, you have to metagame it. I don't like that because <laughs> you're already getting that, which is good. That's great tool expertise and fits the artificers really well. Uh, but now, I mean, I'm pretty sure you can get Alchemist right out the gate because you do get some other tool proficiencies. There's the tools required. Um uh, you produce an artificer. No, that's for your spell casting. Uh, proficiencies. Those are early on here. Tools. Thieves tools, tinkerers tools, one type of artisan's tools of your choice. So I'm assuming like alchemy or alchemist tools fall under that umbrella. Yeah, so basically. You, as you said, you kind of have to metagame it where you're saying, well, okay, I'm going to take stone cutters tools or breweries tools, whatever, uh, brewers tools, uh, because I know at third level, I'm going to get the two tools that I actually want to use and use to do my spell casting. It just feels silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's I, a small thing. It really is. Yeah. All right. I want to talk about the, there are two higher level abilities, the 18th and 20th. Okay. So this is not subclass specific at 18th level to get spell storing item. Uh, so whenever you finish a long rest, you could touch one simpler martial weapon or an item that you could use for a spell casting focus and store a spell in it, choosing a first or second level spell from the artificer list. You don't have to have it prepared. Uh, that requires one action to cast. Then when the object is in hand, a creature, so you can hand this to someone else, any creature can use an action to produce the spell's effect, and then it uses the artificer's spellcasting ability for it. And then you could, the spell stays in the object until it has been used a number of times equal to twice your intelligence modifier. So you can put a second level spell in there, and if you're at level 18, you probably have plus 5 to intelligence. You get 10 free casts of this, and other people could also do it. 
So it's like 10 free second level cure wounds or, well, I don't know. It doesn't really say if you get upcast or not, but. Where are you getting 10 from? Twice your intelligence modifier. So if you're oh. level 18, decent chance you're going to have plus five. Oh, oh no, you're totally right. Wow. That's really good. Yeah. 10 you... scorching rays. I mean, yeah, that's, Is that's, that's second. No, I, well, it says from the artificer spell list. Oh, but that's not. Oh, mm, that mm. that's not the artificer spell list. That's the artillerist. No, you're spell. right. Yeah. That's an important distinction. Yeah, looking at that, I was thinking that's that's way too much damage just to like let out in the world. Right. <laughs> but so yeah. cure wounds though, that would be a really great use for this. Ten free cure wounds. That doesn't it, explain it, yeah. if it can be upcast. I don't. Know, even still, ten free. So that's ten d eight healing for free. Yeah, that's no, nice. I, I agree. That's really nice. I feel like you'd have <laughs> plus to plus your intelligence. Yeah, allow that. Um, ooh, uh, ten free heat medals. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never use those ever. Um, uh, ten free false life. You get a bunch of temp hit points. I, I don't remember the specifics of that one though. Yeah, I mean, blur is a good one, right? Um, I don't know if you're going to need that ten times. Yeah, invisibility. That's good. That's really good. This actually. is an item that would. Whatever you do this on would actually go great in those pouches. Yeah. No, you're oh, totally yeah. right. You're totally right. Throw it in there. Now everybody has access to 10 blurs. Hey, so, we all yeah. got blur. That was a that was a great catch on your part. We only have ever had this real problem with potions, but when you add an alchemist or, or an artificer to the mix, you're going to have more magic items floating out there, just flat out. Definitely. And it, yeah. it's good to, especially the ones that don't require attunement. Uh, well, only the ones that don't require attunement. It's really useful for everyone to just have quick access to it. Right. I mean, that's great. Yeah. And then there's the uh, level 20, their capstone, Soul of Artifice. Uh, so your attunements goes up to six magic items. And then in addition, you gain plus one bonus to all saving throws per magic item when you're currently attuned to. So you get plat plus six across the board to all saving throws yeah the only thing i the only thing i don't like about this in the last artificer ua uh the amount of things you could attune to scaled with your level starting at three everybody gets three uh then at a later level it was four later level it was five and then it was six and i think had that same capstone uh or it might have just been spread throughout uh but i like that as a capstone that's good but just doubling your magic items at 20 seems like you know, you've, you've used all of your infused items. Uh, how many infused items do you get? You At get up to five. So you get up to five. You've got three on you, maybe two. It doesn't particularly matter. Uh, and you've got them spread out amongst the rest of your party. And then at level 20, you're like, hey, mine, right. mine. I what? want that one back. I want that one back. Put them all on me. I think Screw the idea you. was uh, you'd eventually have your own magical items at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that is the idea, I'm sure. The reason <laughs> I think the reason it scaled the way it did in the original one was the idea was the artificer used their own magic items exclusively. Right. This class clearly is targeting a hand em out kind of approach. No, that's true. That's very Which true. Which I vastly prefer. I oh, don't yeah. think you should build a class on having items. No, I, I totally agree there. Um, it is a really, really good uh, capstone, though, and your saving throws are going to be pretty ludicrous i mean with a proficiency bonus of plus six if your intelligence is plus five that's already a plus 11 to your saving throw you're attuned to six magic items that's a plus 17 for your intelligence saving throw make a count save <laughs> no i'm probably good <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah that's really good yeah, it's not the best capstone it's not the worst capstone yeah. it's just pretty it's no good dr- it's not yeah it's not like the druid capstone but <laughs> infinite wild shapes but yeah yeah it, it's solid yeah it's definitely, especially compared to like the Ranger or 
Hey, the ranger lets you do one d six extra damage, man. Oh yeah, or maybe a d eight. Uh, <laughs> it gets up to d eight when you're at level twenty five. <laughs> Only rangers can level to twenty five because the gods felt bad. Oh boy, do they need it? <laughs> or is it just the wisdom modifiers added to damage? I don't know. It's, it's not it's, good. It's, no. <laughs> just gonna keep yelling about <laughs> it. Uh, um, I I also like how it uh, introduces crafting in a way that is normally just not touched or really a, a class focus by making uh, depending on the subclass you take uh, for the alchemist your crafting of a potion takes a quarter of the normal time and half as much gold whereas usually the idea of making a health potion is absolutely ridiculous it's like mm-hmm. two weeks of downtime and the cost of it so like 50 gold and that's just a regular health potion now we're talking it's a couple of days so every three or four days i'm totally making these numbers up so they might be off uh and again half the cost it's just a lot more worthwhile i could see right getting a really big potion repertoire um the main thing you're going to run into is using that pouch you got to kind of limit how much fits in there uh you really need to say like no you can put five things in there you can put three potions and two of your items in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause otherwise you're just going to keep making stuff. If it's a month of travel, boom, now I've got a bunch of potions. Right. And with, um, with the pouch, it, I get the impression somewhere, like maybe in the DMG or somewhere in the player handbook in the equipment area, it lists what it considers a sack. I I'm agree. Doing air quotes here. Cause yeah. it's how it phrases it. It's or a pouch. Yeah. Um, you and the infused pouches all share one interdimensional space of the same capacity of a single pouch. Yes. That phrasing makes me think somewhere out there, there's a description of how much a pouch holds. So. I totally agree. And I'm just saying that definitely needs to be uh, paid attention yes. to. Because uh, otherwise it's going to get it really out of hand. And I could see people just ignoring that uh, if they're they're really not paying attention. Right. Uh, it is worth remembering this is not... A, this is not giving your entire party bag of holdings that are all connected. <laughs> yeah, this is not a bag of holding. It's yeah. a pouch of many hands. Yeah, yeah. Unless Hell, you, even bags bags of holding have limitations. Yes, they have the two foot opening. If something's bigger than wider and, and has any dimension bigger than two feet, well, actually, that's not true. If it's like two feet, three feet long, it's six inches wide. It could go in there. But right, you can put a sword in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. The opening is two feet, so it needs to be able to fit in that. And then that also even has weight limits and stuff oh, like that. We have is, a verdict. One fifth of a cubic foot. Oh, so helpful. Uh, how how many fifths of cubic feet does a healing potion take up? Uh, how many? <laughs> all right, we do have units that might be more helpful. How many sling bullets is a potion? How many sling <laughs> bullets is a? How many sling bullets can you fit in a pouch? Twenty. Oh God, that's yeah. Now, like reading that, I'm like, that's like a I guess, potion. I mean, you can also put fifty needles in it. <laughs> I mean, a potion can be a vial. I, I don't know. I feel like every time I think of potions, I don't know about you guys, I think of like the uh, the big beakers with a stopper on it. Or yeah. It's like a big bulbous one at the bottom. Like a lot of times. The video game style. Yeah, video yeah. game style potions. Thank you. Um, I think a lot of times it's just described as a vial. Um, Why does it take an action then? I think of 40 ounce, man. <laughs> <laughs> walk, 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 walk. Yeah, a vial makes Ugh. more sense for drinking it in six seconds. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh so i mean maybe one or two i'm not going to be extremely lenient on that 20 yeah, bullets know. that's, ugh, that's Wait, you're saying 20 bullets is what would fit in a vial of a potion no in a pouch that's what fits in a pouch so let's say uh, I, all right oh. so let's say that's uh tiny like test tube style vials yeah i'd say it was like 
four, let's say four uh, sling bullets. It's about the same diameter as a sling bullet. Yeah, if you have to stack, stack them up there. Yeah. All right. So what's that? That's five healing potions you can put in there? Yeah. You can yeah, would, easily yeah. put your magic rock thing in there. Right. Whenever you infuse this stuff, it's like, oh. But you're not going to put it in there. You shake it too hard and the magic rock breaks all the hope potions. And, you're probably, uh, looking at what they what you can make, maybe not. Maybe the goggles a night, maybe. Maybe, but just one. That's it. And maybe a health potion on top of it. Sending stones. Those are just rocks. Yeah. <laughs> Things that you're not really expecting to be passing around. Um, so, I mean, that's, yeah. or that's you, fine. Yeah. You could also have more than one, like, pouch like that. You could you use can. your You're sacrificing a for, lot yeah. for that. But, yeah, you're right. You can. Having multiple series of many-handed pouches <laughs> seems a little overkill. <laughs> yeah. Just color code them. Oh, no. I reached into the wrong one. Yeah, you color code them. Okay. Come on. <laughs> in the red one we're putting acid vials <laughs> in the green one we put health potions shouldn't we just remember that? guys opposite opposite, opposite. <laughs> i'll remember iceland greenland what have <laughs> to roll an intelligence check every time you reach in just chug it immediately <laughs> you take 13 acid damage to the throat <laughs> ouch is there any rated mechanics for what happens if you drink a vial of acid <laughs> Uh, no. I think that's you on just... the DM. <laughs> I don't think it would work out well. You, you there's no such thing as uh, targeted damage in D&D, but if you right. self-target and, like, it's obviously going to hit you in the throat. It's not making an attack roll. You just chugged a vial of ass. <laughs> <laughs> I somehow missed. Oh, it can burn your skin off, but it's uh, it's fine. You just drank it. You only took 1d4. You'll be fine. It's not like your esophagus is no longer connected to your mouth. <laughs> So um, on the other side with the artillerist, you can craft wands uh, in right. quarter of the time, half as much cost. Uh, I've never once looked into the crafting of wands, to be completely honest. I'm assuming it's expensive and takes a while because yeah. they can be really powerful. Yeah, there's some really cool wands out there. Um, but that is really useful. Yeah. Like uh, it, isn't there a wand of fireball? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's... there's a wand of everything. I, don't, yeah. that's, I guess, I don't know. Are we talking like you can... I really need to look into the crafting of wands. Is it with a spell yeah. that you have? Is it just a wand that you know? Do you need a recipe? Like, wait, where? All right, where does it say you can craft wands? Uh, in Artillerist, the tools of the trade under crafting, it's the like third or fourth paragraph. If you craft a magic item in the wand category, it takes you a quarter of the normal time, and it costs you half as much of the usual gold. So it has to be a wand. That's it. So I'd have to look up the rules on crafting a wand because I honestly don't know that. Yeah, I've never... I, they're just magic items. They're just magic items. It just has right. to be a wand one. I mean, magic items take a while to craft, if I remember oh, correctly. long, But long a quarter time. of the time is really different. <laughs> it's still going to be like two months. Yep. yep. All right, that's not actually bad for something worth thousands of gold. Right. Right. Especially then, like a lot of campaigns have traveling. Get a cart. An artificer gets to... Sit in the back yep. whittling. Yep. <laughs> Doing whatever this they do. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the downtime getting free stuff, that is very much... Mechanically, we usually ignore it, but it's an Adventure League thing. Your quest reward is downtime. Right, and you should be doing something with that downtime. <laughs> so you buy stuff with downtime in the official Adventure Leagues. As non-Adventure League players, less less of an effect for us. Right. But the DM, I think, would be wise to let the Artificer do some of these things that they might not be doing in other campaigns. Right, right. which, I mean, to an extent makes time-sensitive campaigns a little could be potentially frustrating as an artificer, but like not a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's not like, Oh, I'm not going to play an artificer. I don't get all the downtime I'd normally get. It's not that big of a deal, man. You calm down. Um, 
but it's cool. I mean, it definitely makes people look into crafting and opens up some doors. Uh, also, its wand is awesome because you can put a cantrip in there of of your choice, um, and it gets plus to uh, to damage and attack rolls. I think uh, any damage roll, just a damage roll, um, gets your intelligence modifier. And at fourteenth level, you get two cantrips in there, so you get a lot of cantrips, uh, which they have good cantrips, so that's nice. Yeah, they, put all your damage ones in there. They do have there is elements of the blaster in this one, so it's it is a utility class, but you will not be sitting around waiting to help people all the time. You can do your damage, right? Like I mean, they get ice storm and wall of fire. They get really good spells. Yeah, both the the spell list is great, but very low light on damage uh, damage. But the subclasses both really did kind of shine with the damage hurting spells coming with each of those classes. Which ones did the alchemists? Uh, Melf's acid arrow. I don't Ooh, no, that one's garbage. <laughs> okay, well then they don't the um cloud kill blight stuff like that. It's kind of cool. They're less so, much less so. Yeah, I mean ray of sickness is pretty okay. Doesn't is that do damage or is that? I think it just makes you sick, man. It, okay, yeah, well being six never hurt anybody. <laughs> <laughs> like killed like thirty percent of I, people. I think you get poison condition. It's that's what I thought. I don't have my so the up, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Alchemist. Uh, the alchemist subclass is a lot more uh utility based Definitely. whereas the uh altillerist it's such a weird word to say uh is is more damage based that's that's good that's a good way to play it one's going pure into that support role the other one is really good at support but also going to be mostly damage area sickness 2d8 plus poison condition on fail oh that's really good that's not bad at all yeah. forever <laughs> end of your next turn World's shortest hangover. <laughs> I think we've gone through everything. Oh, don't say that. Don't put bold statements like that out. You're, okay. Clearly, I, like, I, <laughs> you're right. You're right. There's the whole thing about spell right. casting focuses, and I I didn't want to bring that up, but it's a little, <laughs> I don't know. It's What do you mean, the spell casting? No, you got to bring it up now. Sorry. So pretty much every class needs a spell casting focus of some kind of casting right. spells. The artificers... Their default one is it needs to be a tool that they're proficient in, like a thieves' tool or alchemist supplies or something like that. Right. The idea being they're using these to create little mechanical facts to pre-produce these spells. Um, so that's somewhat limiting. Like if we're talking about like dual wielding hand crossbows, or you have your heavy crossbow on a sling and you drop it and pull out a dagger, it's like that's hard to kind of justify. You're going to have this fo- these tools out to cast your spells as well. That's fair. So that's a little limited. But I, once you get your infusions, um, any item that has your infusion can also count as a spellcasting ability. Or, sorry, a spellcasting focus. Okay. So that could get around it, but it's like it's somewhat a little bit of a handicap where you need a. You'll probably want to make sure you have something that you have infused in this your This just hands. makes me think of a wrist mount more and more. Like a little thing that you like pull out your Tinkerer's tools and you like play around with your wristwatch and then flamethrower comes out like right. whatever it is that that really fits your weirdly flavored pip boy yeah, yeah basically yeah i was thinking more of the tf2 the tforge 2 spy their watch they turn yeah. invisible oh yeah. Shock. yeah 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 but like having something it could be a little box that you just carry around and you're like ah yes this is my magic box and people are like what does that do and then you poke it with your tinkerer's tools and a salve comes out that heals them you guys what? all thought it was gonna hurt them <laughs> What, you thought You're it was just carrying a box? Like, what's in the box? And it's like, whatever I poke it with, uh, that determines it. <laughs> yeah. It's like poking a hole. It's like flames. Poking a hole. Oh, yeah. cure wounds. Yeah. This one's full of bees. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm what it honestly. It's What's like, actually in the box though. That'll be the mystery for the campaign. It reminds yeah, it me, has no lid hinges and it sounds like it's solid. A secret string. It reminds me of the Hag's weird magic. That okay, we just talked about the other day. Yeah, um, where it's like casting in a way that is not waving your hands around and saying some tomes and things happen. It's like you've got these weird prepared things, and when you do this series of events. It happens, so it just allows the player to really come up with some some fun ways to talk about how they cast their spells, uh, which I uh, would recommend everyone do. If you got spells, think of ways to cast them as like a flavor wise, because that makes it a lot cooler. Yeah, the DM don't is do gonna that. definitely have to put in some legwork to make this fun. I, I don't think the DM should do it. I, I think know, that man. the person should say, mm-hmm. "I want to cast my cure wound or whatever." What's what's one that does damage? My Melf's acid arrow, and you're like, "All right, go ahead and cast it." You roll, you see your damage, and then you let the person say, "I'm gonna uh, poke my box," and a little arrow <laughs> pops out with a a little door, and then <laughs> shoots out. The box is not good. Yeah, man. the box is a weird one. I'm just guys. I'm just saying. Why do you nitpick over the <laughs> tiny details? There's not a tiny detail. Like, the core <laughs> aspect of the box is what I'm disagreeing with. <sighs> why? <laughs> I don't know. It's just dumb. What do you want it to be? No, know. you have all these different devices, and when you prepare your spells in the morning, you break down old ones and use those components to build the new devices. Okay, just how do you break do all the, the components down into a box? <laughs> My point is the box is a placeholder for what the actual object is. You guys just get hung up on the stupid stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I will say this. Like I, like I could see a player doing it. Like, I don't want to come up with that shit. I just want to be an artificer. I shoot an acid arrow out of the box. That's, <laughs> That's no. fine. Yeah, no, come up with fun stuff. d and supposed to be fun, guys. It is. <laughs> just silence <laughs> silence and stares it's supposed to be <laughs> it used to be fun oh now it's just tedium <laughs> um i really like this class i'm really happy with it i i think there's the things that they can change are extremely limited just compared to the last artificer where i felt like all we had was criticisms this one yeah. feels really well flashed out i think they uh they took their time and, and it, it shows for sure so I'm I'm that's an episode. It. Yeah, I'm definitely right. excited for it. But the yeah. issue is, uh, who's going to kill their character, you or me, so that they can play an It's not going to be me, because uh, enhanced defense on that armor, another plus two to Saucy's AC. That's 24, Kevin. <laughs> Ooh, all you right. hit me ever. I'm going to be just mad. I'm going to go home. Maybe we should make Travok. Well, let's kill off we'll Travok. Let's kill Travok. Yeah. Now you have... <laughs> Why do you have to be an art? Because I want 24 AC, bud. <laughs> hey, can I also get a, uh, a plus two to my armor? You can do it twice, man. <laughs> Shield. Oh, wow. That'd be annoying. I could do it twice. <laughs> so if, if we want to make this a two-hour-long podcast, we could jump into races and how they fit with Wait! different feats. What no. is multi-classing? Oh, we do have to go no. with multi-class. I'll just we, say one thing. Yeah, we didn't have to go with multi-classing. It doesn't really jive that well because a lot of stuff is very limited to this has to be an artificer spell. Yeah. I think they designed this class in a way that it's limited to its own little subclass and doesn't really jive well with others. I think when they officially release it and we have to go through and multi-class this with everything, we're going to have a hard time. Uh, but it's going to be fun. Unless they completely yeah. redo it again, then I'm just going to be Yeah, you know what? The uh, overall response is really positive, but we're throwing it out. It's just dumb. We're done. Um, <laughs> in terms of multi-class, I, flavor-wise, I can see it fitting really well. It's just that you have a fighter who has this kind of inventive side to him. With and, non-spellcasters? Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. Uh, wizard, I could fit with well... Kind they of. actually almost fill somewhat of the same role of that kind of toolbox. Yeah. 
type thing, quite literally in one sense and then metaphorically. Yeah, seeing as they have a box. Yeah. Yeah. A box <laughs> this box is full of tools. This box is full of magic. Huh? <laughs> Why is, this, one's, this one's full of paper. Yeah, that's my spell book. It's just a box full of paper. Spell books are just boxes full of spells. <laughs> that's the hottest it'll be tough i think it'll be yeah. d- depending but yeah, yeah with a fighter with non non mar or I, non yeah i think masters. like just about any martial class could probably get some decent mileage out of it like if you're mainly a fighter and dip into artificer for like three levels or something or four to get the ability score improvement but yeah stuff like that it's obviously neither none of us looked into this in great detail so no none of this is uh look into. yeah official monsters and multi-class uh stance on any of it we're just kind of spitballing here but <laughs> Uh, yeah if this ever gets released i'm sure we'll start doing episodes where the artificer multi-class with like we do with the other stuff and then we'll have which, official yeah. stances yeah, <laughs> yeah. which <laughs> leads me into if you are listening to this if you got sucked in by the artificer and you've never listened to us before this is kind of the crap we do every week every thursday we have a new episode um we're D discussion podcast each one's about an hour right now we use two segments to facilitate conversation we will randomize a multi-class combination and discuss it in depth and then we come to the table of a monster of the week and talk about how to fight it how to play it why we like it why we don't like it so on so if you enjoyed this it's really more of the same just not on the artificer also jared you are now allowed to talk about the artificer artificer on twitter Woo-hoo! so kevin banned me yeah. this was the first time i was allowed to talk about the artificer it's been two days yeah. and uh <laughs> my girlfriend's tired of hearing about it so <laughs> yeah um you can find also yeah if, let us know your thoughts on the artificer or if you think we missed anything or just your own thoughts you can find us on twitter at monsters underscore multi multi m-u-l-t-i yeah don't forget the i uh or just google us it shows up monsters and multi-class it's true yeah all right thank you for listening yep and we'll be back this thursday with a regular episode this is just a bonus it's not replacing anything so yeah and if you're, you're welcome yeah and if you're that weird person who's <laughs> still sticking around or as we always say the uh the person who's in traffic and and can't change their uh their station um <laughs> hi uh how are you doing see you next week <laughs>